So what is so important about algorithms? What is everyone talking about? Why are they talking about algorithms? Why are they learning to code and to work with algorithms? Well, they allow us to fully scale our businesses, our products, and our services. Hey, John Harris here, and this is the Exponential Entrepreneur Academy, coming to you live from our digital studio. Look, pretty much everything is run on algorithms these days. So if you take Google, for example, their indexing system is run on an algorithm. Yeah, I used to think it was just on clicks, but there's a lot more to it now. Amazon, you know, when you buy something on Amazon and then you get the recommendations of other books or other products that are similar that you may be interested in, algorithm. You go to the bank and you fill out, or you go online and fill out a form for the banks and it comes out as to whether, what kind of a, a loan you can have, um, the credit rating agencies, uh, what's your credit rating, um, insurance on the claims. So there's lots and lots and lots of areas where algorithms are, be, are starting to have a big effect and they're becoming very, very relevant. So for us, we really want to you know, concentrate on a, on, a, on a couple of types of, of algorithm. But just to let you know that there's some really exciting, interesting things. Because if you have a business or company and you would say, well, yeah, but I haven't got an algorithm. I don't know how to get involved. You can go to different platforms and look up. And there are platforms that match certain types of businesses with certain types of algorithms. Uh, for example, Algorithmia. Algorithm and Algorithmia.com. Okay? So you can go there and you can look at as, uh, what, what's available there. Um, you know, people look at GitHub. So they have a whole thousands of coders and you can come in with a project where you're trying to build yourself an algorithm and they can get coders in there and they will do that coding for you. So it's, it's possible nowadays to get the kind of information or get the type of technology to be part of the algorithm world. In fact, you can even buy yourself these small box computers that are specialized in creating algorithms. Um, the two types that we want to think about, you know, machine learning and deep learning. So these are the two types of algorithms we're going to focus on. Um, so what the hell is machine learning? So for those of you that know, you know. For those of that you don't know, let me just give you a description. I'm just going to look at my notes to make sure uh, I don't mess it up for you. So machine learning is the ability to accurately perform newly unseen tasks. Built on known properties learned from training and historic data based on prediction, so predication. Okay, so you can go to key open source um, examples where you can and look at some of the technology and the platforms involved in this. You can go to hadoop.com, you can go to um, cloudera.com. These are places you can start to look at deep machine learning. Um, so let's look at the story of Netflix and, and how it's become such a powerful force. Well, one of the things it does is it has a ranking for all its programs, its movies, etc. And they have an algorithm that helps with that. And what they wanted to do is improve it by 10%. So what they did is they went to create a competition for a million dollars. And they put it out to the connected planet that you could get the million bucks if you created a, 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 an algorithm that improved the ranking system of its various movies and, and different categories by 10%. And it was won by an individual and it did fit, they fitted the criteria and they got the million bucks. So that was an interim step to use the crowd to create and uh, improve an algorithm. And that's an interim step between uh, the crowd and what will be the full AI uh, super intelligence. 
So that, that is what they did, and, and that is the algorithm they have now. They've also been done in the insurance industry. On the claim side of things, there are companies that have gone out to the crowd, done competitions, and improved their, their algorithm so that the claims are, are, are done more efficiently, more effectively, and there's obviously a savings to the company, and a better efficiency can be passed on to the consumer. So these are very powerful, powerful machine learning capabilities and the results of the algorithms that they produce and the effect it's having on our lives. The other one is deep learning. So, you know, this is a new exciting subset of machine learning. Okay? It's a new subset of machine learning, deep learning. So what it does is it recognizes new patterns. And that's done without any historical data or training. Um, you've got various companies, there's quite a few, but you can take DeepMind and Google and Vicarious. You know, Vicarious has got Elon, Elon Musk and uh, Bezos and many of the other guys have got our stakeholders in Vicarious. It did that capture, you know, we used to fill in a form and then to show that it's not a machine, you'd actually then describe the print type in the words that you could see that were written there. Well, Vicarious can read those hand scribbled letters, those, those images. Um, and obviously it's progressed a lot since then. It also enabled, I know for Eleanor, you specifically wanted to know some of the dangers that were uh, involved and, 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 and that you could see coming down the line as they got into Vicarious and they started seeing some of the potential and some of the pitfalls. And his contribution, is, as you know, has been Neuralink, where he believes to democratize the, the new AI that's coming out you need to be connected to the internet so you can be part of the AI instead of trying to compete against it. Because we know governments are going to be using it to control populations, a military for weapons. Uh, China is now using it to check citizenship, how your citizenship rating. Okay. Um, so I diverse. So let me just go back to the deep mining, vicarious. And what it does is they're looking for discovery. They've got the capacity to do discovery and self-indexing to learn this by themselves without human intervention. Um, it's kind of like a child, a baby, learning sounds, picking up sounds, its brain remembering those sounds, then formulating words, taking that into words, then you're using the words to go into sentences, and then the sentence is making up a complete language over a period of time. That's kind of the process. Um, so in, in, you know, in DeepMind, it's got Ray Kurzweil with Deep, Deep, it's going for speech recognition and hierarchical learning, and he's done a fantastic job there. I mean, Google is really moving rapidly now with its uh, language recognition. We know that. Uh, different languages and understanding our languages. I mean, we have the hub and that in the house, and it's, it's getting better and better and better daily. Um, so it not only has this, this speech recognition, that it can interpret its own new patterns and understanding. It also has objects. Obviously, Google has billions of objects in its databases, and it's now recognizing those different objects. And as you know, with a Pixel phone, the photos are enhanced by its memory. If you're taking a picture of a dog, a Labrador, a golden retriever, it knows that, it looks at the picture, and it enhances the eyes, ears, everything to from its memory banks, much as we do with the way we bring information back and how we remember images. So it is, it is a very exciting field and is moving in that direction of uh, super intelligence. Um, another way they're doing it is, you know, with games, online gaming. The computer, the, the, should I say the algorithms, are actually learning the rules by themselves and learning how to play the game. And what they're doing is then they're obviously learning the best way to play the game. 
and people are, humans are finding it very difficult to beat them. I mean, it wasn't long ago, if you remember, that grand chess masters couldn't be beaten by these deep uh, uh, blue uh, computers, the super large computing. They, those computers, they, at one stage, not many years ago, couldn't beat grand masters. And now I think it's your phone could probably beat the top grandmaster. So this, this acceleration in learning is exponential. Um, so I just would like to chat lastly a little bit about the implementation of algorithms and kind of four steps that you look at it. it for especially those that are getting in, into the algorithm, into the AI world and starting to look at the companies and say, how can we actually become part of this? How can this become part of our business, our working world? And the first thing you look at is to gather information. So, and there are various platforms that can also have this information and provide it for you. So obviously sensors is a big one. You see it with the cameras, you see it with all sorts of sensors that are going up. Um, you're gonna have wearables and things, uh, Google Glasses, all sorts of things that are, are sensors that are gathering information. The other thing then is to the databases. You can become part of specific databases that have huge amounts of information. And then that information, raw data now needs to be organized. And they do it in ETL. So they're first going to extract that specific information that you're looking for. They're then going to transform it into useful information and then load it up so that it, it can be then moved on. Um, so, you, for example, after that, what you're going to do is you're going to apply it. So we first we gathered it, now we've arranged it, now we want to apply it. And the machine learning tools like open source um, DeepMind, again, in DeepMind, you can then get, it has the capability, the capacity to extract insights, identify trends, and then create new algorithms. And it's this new algorithms that's so important, so unbelievably exciting. I mean, they have gone over a lot of old patents, and they've used algorithms to, to, to actually see that there were missed opportunities. There are new patents that can be taken out. And there are ways that the, it could have been improved upon on the patents that were there. So it's very exciting. The power is unbelievable. Obviously, in the big problems of the world, medical, uh, genomics, when you look at food production, and you look at climate change, there are huge amounts of opportunity to solve some of that energy, clean energy, some of the biggest problems in the world. Um, the last step, number four, is to expose it. So if we gather the information, we organize the information, and we apply it, we want to make it useful. You know, Einstein said it doesn't matter if you create a TOE, a formula of everything. If it's not relevant to the human condition, to the human experience, it's of no value at all. It's only be valuable in how much it's useful to humanity. So they're going to expose this information, this, these algorithms, and make it available through open data and through API integration. So companies and uh, 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 organizations can come in and they can then get integrated and get linked in to some of these huge data sets and these capacities, these growing platforms and capabilities that are out there. That was a little bit about algorithms. We spoke of the two halves. One is for creativity. The other one is for control. Really, with, we're setting up an exponential organization. We're talking about the organization side. We have spoken about individual um, experts and what they can do. We're talking about uh, enterprises now and what they can do. And remember, so you, we spoke, first of all, on, on the creative side, we spoke about staff on demand, that you can cut that staffing costs you can ratchet it right down. You can then look at the crowd, as I've spoken about, and, 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 and getting communities and getting information and getting help through games and competitions. And now we've spoken about algorithms. Next time we're going to talk about leveraged assets. 
Um, so I hope this has been helpful. I hope it's been fun. Uh, please remember to like, subscribe, follow us. And as always, you can go to the Exponential Entrepreneur Academy Facebook page. There's a link there. And what we've got exciting news coming up, we're going to be doing masterminds for a limited number of people to come in on a mastermind event where we will be going and looking how we can build you to the top, most powerful level possible as an exponential entrepreneur, to build your entrepreneurial capabilities and build that capacity. So until next time, have a good day. We'll see you there.